Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Mind-body expert Amy B. Cher returns to the show today to talk about the truth about anxiety, why traditional methods alone don't always result in feeling better, and to share with us things that we can start doing today to heal anxiety, even if we don't know what's causing it. Are you ready to meet her? Amy B. Sher is the best-selling author of How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can and two other very good books. As an expert in mind-body, Amy uses energy therapy techniques to help those who are experiencing emotional and physical challenges to move on and heal permanently and completely. Amy's been featured in CNN, The Huffington Post, Washington Post, The Los Angeles Review of Books, and many more. She teaches at retreats and conferences nationwide. Find out more about Amy and her work at amybshare.com. Amy, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, I'm glad you're here. I always get nervous when I read these books that the person who wrote it has never experienced anxiety, is living a much more centered and grounded and balanced life than I am, and so is just kind of sharing from this place of perfect wisdom. That's you, right? Never anxious, never worried, never stressed? (laughs) <laughs> I wish. I wish I was so zen and calm. That's, thanks for bringing that up. I think it's a very important point to let people know that I'm not perfect and they don't need to be perfect and we don't need to have the need to be perfect. Being healthy and happy doesn't mean being anxiety free or stress free. And we can do, we can achieve a happy, healthy, balanced life without trying to eliminate every negative, so-called negative thing we see. I definitely have times of feeling anxious or feeling off or feeling weird or whatever it may be. And the only difference now compared to how I lived my life prior is one, it doesn't consume me and it's not all the time because I've cleared so all of the root of the anxiety. And two, when I, when it does come up in a circumstantial way, when something's stressful, when I feel like I'm just not handling something well because I'm human, I have the tools so that it doesn't get stuck in my body. But I'm certainly not perfect. I I love hearing that. I am also not perfect. Oh, there's a shocker, big reveal. I am <laughs> I am also not perfect. And I think it's a, at least as I see it, part of the spiritual journey is that we are continually rebalancing. It doesn't mean that we are somehow without fear, without anxiety, without challenges in the physical body. It's more about how do we integrate and meet those challenges? How do we rebalance? How do we choose love and grace and grounding again and again and again? One of the things that I like about your work is that through your own journey of rebalancing again and again and again, you're helping us learn to do it too. Yes, and it's so funny because I I never intended to get into the world of helping others. It was sort of I remember I, you know, struggled with severe anxiety, chronic 
Lyme disease, fatigue, autoimmune issues. When I was going through those, I was just like, I just want to get back to my regular life. Like, I just want to move on from from this world of, you know, illness and anxiety and all of that. And after I healed completely, I actually went back to my original sort of job in marketing for several years. And then I sort of came back to, I really need to share these tools. I really want to help other people who were struggling like I was. So I love that I'm helping people. And I love even more that it came so naturally. It wasn't anything that I pressured myself to do once I felt better. So when we are, because these are natural anxieties, natural fears, natural, what happens in the body when we get scared or when we are in trauma? So there's a whole physiological effect that takes place in the body, which is why I always tell people it's very, very hard to think positive and think your way out of anxiety, right? Or, or you know, have a good attitude. And, and all of those things are very important. They do help us shift. But because this physiological reaction happens in the body, we need to calm the body down in relationship to these stresses and traumas. So uh, many people can feel shaky or kind of unstable. People, you know, blood pressure goes up, cortisol gets released um, more than it should. Um, Sleep patterns get disrupted. Digestion slows way down and sometimes you know, I won't say it stops because it doesn't technically stop, but it can be really hard to digest food when we're in trauma mode. So there's so many things that happen in the body, which is why anxiety can feel so scary. Well, and because we've got that that fight or flight or freeze, and that's there for a reason, right? It's so that we can run away or save ourselves. I think that chronic anxiety comes when we are, something shifts and we're locked in that all the time. And that's an enormous drain on our resources. It's really tough on the body, but also energetically. Right. And one of the things that I teach in in my most recent book about healing anxiety is that 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 fight, flight, or freeze doesn't only come from fear. People think that when you get scared, you go into fight, flight, or freeze. But my experience is that you can go into fight, flight, or freeze for from suppressing any emotions. So I see that people can have anxiety as often from something like suppressing anger as suppressing fear. And because most people don't understand that, they're confused by anxiety, saying, I'm not that scared of anything, or what was so traumatic or fearful in my past that could have caused this anxiety? Well, it's not always fear. And it's actually least often out of all the emotions, fear. So what happens is trauma can happen when we go through any difficult emotions that we haven't released, not just fear. And suppressing emotions, no matter which ones they are and from what experiences in our life, can kind of cause our body to freak out because it's a lot to hold in. It's a lot to stuff. It's a lot to suppress. And I call the fight, flight, or freeze um, mechanism freak out mode because that's essentially what I feel the body is doing. And so it's kind of an important shift to see it can really be from anything. And that helps people understand, oh, I could see why I'm anxious. I have stuffed a lot of things or I've never been great at sharing my feelings or I don't like confrontation or all of those things that sort of get, gives us a new new parameters to look at anxiety in. It's, that's a little challenging though too because it 
I can't just say, oh, I carry this anxiety because I don't know. When I was five years old, a raccoon jumped out and scared me and then I couldn't let go of it and now I'm scared. It's not so much isolated to a traumatic event I'm hearing you say. It can also be from the ways maybe I coped with that event, never talking about raccoons, never thinking about raccoons, being afraid of them and not saying anything, and all the things that I don't say or let myself express. That adds a whole a whole nother dimension, but I'm thinking from reading the book, it also gives us a lot more tools than an immediately accessible tools to start to release. I don't have to go back to the moment where I was frightened. I can start with the emotion that I'm experiencing now. Is that right? That's correct. And also, I mean, it's really interesting. That's actually a great example because sometimes it can be an incident. There can be an incident like, you know, scared by the raccoon. But somebody will come to me after dealing with something for years and they'll say, I think, you know, things started after I, I'll give the, use your, your great example, after I got scared by that raccoon. But I've dealt with that and I've been to therapy and I've done blah, 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 blah. And when we really talk about it, what we discover is that part may be resolved. But what about you know, their sibling who laughed at them because they were scared. That's where sometimes there's like a peripheral trauma that we think we're healing. We're looking at the obvious thing. We got scared, that got stuck. Now we have anxiety and we're scared of animals or we're scared to go, you know, out at night by ourselves or whatever it is. But a lot of times it's something seemingly little that we don't deal with, that we talk ourselves out of, that gets really stuffed down in the body because we haven't talked about it or expressed it, that really creates the issue. So my work is about dealing with the body's reaction, the kind of freak out mode, and also slowly going back. It doesn't need to be done in the moment you're feeling anxious, but slowly going back to the experiences and really releasing all the stuff. So So this may be the fear of the raccoon, but also looking at what else was happening in the scene. What else could have affected me that I didn't admit to myself or that I wasn't able? And and how can I release that? So that's really sort of the process of clearing the anxiety over time. I know people who will come right up, and I'm one of those people who will come right up and go, I run anxious. I've always been anxious. I've got a very fast moving energy, and that's just how my energy runs. I also meet people who go, anxiety? Nope. Doesn't bother me at all. Nope. Never had a problem with it. I know also from reading the book, there are some kind of hidden signs of anxiety. Do you believe those people who come up and say, nope, no anxiety, not me? Um, I definitely think some people have a tendency to be more or less anxious. So I think most people don't recognize the different ways that anxiety can show up. But I definitely think that there are people who generally just don't worry about or think about the things that the other ones of us can tend to analyze and obsess over. So <laughs> Darn them. Probably, I know. I think we all probably have it in, you know, experience it in some way. And again, anxiety here and there is not a bad thing. But when we live our lives disabled by it in right. any way, it's a problem. And I don't think that it's a natural tendency. So I don't think, personally, I don't think being anxious is just the way someone is uh, because I've seen so many clients that they have just been like this my whole life. I don't even know if it can change and it changes drastically because some of us have been that way there our whole lives because we're, we've been carrying the energy or the trauma our whole lives, even, you know, inherited energy that was passed down from ancestors. So I feel like it's good to accept where you are. Maybe, Oh, I just tend toward, 
toward feeling anxious or toward, you know, quick energy or whatever. But then also if it's getting in our way, we, there are really great ways to address it. So it's a little bit of, a little bit of both, letting us be who we are and then addressing what doesn't work. You said something about carrying that energy from our ancestors. So is this hereditary then? Not all anxiety is. I see it much more. People experience anxiety from things that have happened in their own lifetime. But just like we can inherit, but just like we do inherit DNA and genes and, you know, we inherit traits from our and characteristics from our parents and grandparents and their parents and grandparents, we definitely also um, inherit energy. And we can inherit the energy of trauma that came before us. And I've seen big differences with clients that, that, work on that and that release that. And is that because of hearing the stories over and over when we were children, for example, about the trauma our parents and grandparents went through, or is it because of our energetic knowing and experiencing that trauma that way? Yes, the latter usually. Usually it's because, and usually people say to me, you know, I've been anxious my whole life. If, if, If inherited energy is playing a large part, one of the keys for me is they say, I've been anxious my whole life. I've always felt like there was a black cloud over my head. I just Mm. feel like my entire life I carried this. And they don't have like a point of origin. Like they don't say like, oh, well, when I was eight and I, you know, started, you know, second grade or whatever, I started getting really anxious. Like they don't have any awareness of when it started, which is always a really good clue to me that they probably, unfortunately, came into the world like that. Not such a great start, but amazing that we have the tools to clear that. And I use the same tools that I teach for clearing um, energy that causes anxiety from your own life. Those same tools are the ones that we use to clear inherited energy. So it's not a different process. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and we're talking with Amy B. Share. Her new book is How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can. And you can find out more about Amy and her work at amybshare.com. That's A-M-Y-B-S-A. C-H-E-R.com, amybshare.com. So Amy, share with us now some of the tools that we can use to start like maybe right now to lift that anxiety, even when we may not know what causes it, even when we're still tracing back to the root of it. What are some techniques from the book that we could use now? Well, let me show you one of my, or tell you about one of my favorites. It's called thymus tapping and your thymus gland, T-H-Y-M-U-S, is behind your breastbone, under your breastbone, in your chest. And if you find where you would tie a tie at the notch of your neck and go about an inch down, you want to tap right there. You won't see or feel your thymus gland because, again, it's under your breastbone. Once in a while, I get an email saying, I can't find mine. And then I realize somebody's actually trying to look for it. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that by tapping on that area, you're actually sort of sending a percussive effect from your tapping to clear the thymus gland. But let me share a little bit more about why this is important. So emotional trauma and stress are very closely linked to the immune system. Your thymus gland is the master gland of your immune system. And and is affected by stress and trauma. The thymus gland is also energetically connected to your whole body. So when you tap on the thymus gland, you can actually release trauma and stress in the moment while also repairing and rebalancing your immune system through the thymus gland. And the technique 
here is not just the tapping, but is to challenge yourself. I don't believe that anxiety is its own emotion. In my book, I talk a lot about, and we've talked about it here, that suppressed emotions in the body trying to bubble up and out are what's causing anxiety. And so I never let any of my clients say, I have anxiety, I have anxiety. I always say, okay, well, let's try to identify in the moment if there was a feeling under the anxiety, a real emotion, what would it be? And so I challenge all of uh, everybody listening today to use the thymus tapping, but before they do to ask themselves, if I couldn't use the term anxiety, if I had to find an emotion I might be feeling right now that's causing the anxiety, what would it be? They usually just tell people to let something come to mind. And when they do, they can start tapping the thymus gland continuously as they take deep breaths to use that percussive effect to actually clear, start clearing that energy out of the body. And if you want to pair it with a, some people like to use a mantra or a phrase, I like to say, let go, let go, let go as I tap continuously, because I think that the pattern of holding on becomes so habitual for many of us and sort of a bad habit that I like for us to use that let go, let go, let go to remind the body or to send the body the new message that it's okay to let go of these emotions that are creating anxiety. So is this, is it like one finger, two fingers? Is it kind of brisk or is it soft? I use use all five fingers, but you could use three or two. And, And for anybody who's read any of my books, you know, I have very few rules. I always say, as long as you're doing it, I teach these, these techniques to kids and Sometimes they're not doing exactly what I what how I explain it, but they work. So as long as you're tapping on your chest and you're getting that sort of percussive effect, you're all good. It will work. I I use five fingers scrunched together and do it, but but you could use any amount you want. And then I say medium pressure. If it hurts, you're probably tapping too hard. But if you can't hear the tapping against your chest or feel it, feel sort of that thump, then it's too soft. And so you're combining, this is so interesting to me because it combines, this is part of how I think we manifest. It's a combination of physical action, doing something that amplifies then the power of our intention. So this is really interesting to me because if I am tapping and at the same time I have the intention of letting go, letting go, I've just amplified that release. Oh, that's fun. Absolutely. Give me another one. So another one that I like to use is actually something I learned from Donna Eden, who's an amazing woman, an energy medicine pioneer and has great books out there too. And this one is calming the triple warmer meridian. So the triple warmer meridian in the body is the energy pathway that actually governs the fight, flight, or freeze response. And a shortcut to calming that is to actually place your hands on the sides of your head at your temples and rest your hands there. And then we're going to be tracing backwards over the invisible energy pathway of the triple warmer meridian to calm it down. And the way you do that is you just kind of pull your hands against your head around your ears. You're kind of tracing or dragging your hands down the sides of your neck until you get to your shoulders. And then when you get to your shoulders, keep your, keep you, so you have one hand on each shoulder, you take your hands off and you cross your arms. So you have each arm or each hand on the opposite shoulder. And you're sort of in a self hug position at this point. And you should take your hands and pull them down your arms, like down where your um, top of your arms would be over your elbows, down your lower arms until you're holding your own hands and doing that 
several times in a row is actually physically calming that energy pathway that's freaking out and causing you to feel anxious and causing you to feel maybe your heart race or feel whatever, whatever comes to you when you feel anxious, doing that at least three times in a row will really help to calm that down. Very cool. And it feels like it would be, um, it, uh, it feels soothing and safe, uh, right? Because yeah. you're kind you're literally gentling down the energy. Absolutely. You're, you're really sort of taming it or chilling it out, I like to say. And you'll feel so much better. It takes away that sort of pumped up adrenaline, anxious feeling. Now, one of the things that I used this morning because I was at the doctor's office and I was getting ready for a blood draw and I don't like the blood draw and you still have to go even when you don't want to go because something about being a grown up, I don't know, whatever that is. And I was, I, I don't know. And I would like to speak to the manager about that, please. But what I was using was the gamut point technique that you talk about in the book. Can you share that with the listeners? Because that's something people are going to notice if I'm in that waiting room and I've got my hands on my head and then they're on my shoulders and I'm caressing myself, people will notice and then I'll be referred for even more blood tests probably. But (laughs) that gamut point technique you can do anywhere. Can you share that? Sure. So on the top of the hand, if you run one finger down in between the pinky and ring finger on the top of your hand, in between your tendons there, about halfway down, so you're down, so there's kind of, if you imagine an invisible line going down in between your pinky and your ring finger, straight down your hand toward your wrist, and you find sort of the halfway point, and you rub or tap that point, it's very, very helpful for also calming that fight, flight, or freeze. This is when you're right. You could put your hand in your lap. Nobody would ever notice. You can do it under a desk at work or, you know, table at a restaurant, And just rubbing this continuously as you try to relax, take some deep breaths, um, is very, very helpful for chilling out that same response in the body. And, And I love that because it is, at least for me, I feel the warmth and the comfort of that, comfort of that immediately. So that for me, maybe that's just because that's my special happy place. But for me, that one really works, really makes a difference right away. It's a good one. I love that. I love that. And people have different, you know, all my clients and my online program students, they all have different favorite techniques, different favorite little tricks. And and that's why in all my books, I try to share multiple things because I know we don't all love the same things, right? So I love hearing that you found your go-to that works quickly because that's what we want when we're anxious. We want that relief. And I'm so happy that there are so many ways to get it. Well, and because at least as I see it, the energy of anxiety has a lot to do with, I should be doing something, but I'm not, or something's going to happen that I can't control. Sometimes for me personally, the best way to deal with anxiety is to do something. And if that means that I'm using one of the techniques in your book, if it means that I'm whatever else that is, if I'm doing something, it often will help relieve that anxiety. So these are safe, practical tools that you can use to do something about about the anxiety. I wonder, and I'm just looking, oh shoot, I know we've only got just a a very few minutes left. Can you let the listeners know how they can get a deeper connection with you and your work and maybe what's coming up for you? I'm always hoping for more books because I get them and then I devour (laughs) them. So... (laughs) Yes. So everybody can find me at on my website at www.amybshare.com. All of my books are on Amazon, of course, and in most major bookstores. Um, 
My newest one, How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can, is pretty much everywhere, and it will give you all the tools that you need to really not just cope with anxiety, but really, truly heal it. And I also have many YouTube videos. If you want to get to know me better, that's a great way to do it. Um, Coming up, yes, I have more books coming up. I cannot reveal, but there will be another How to Heal Yourself series book coming up on another topic that I think we all need a little help with. So I can't wait to share that one with you when it's ready. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And you were saying that you've got online programs and things so listeners can work with you no matter where they are in the world. Absolutely. And I actually do all my private client sessions on the phone. So I don't, I don't even see anybody in person, even if they happen to be in my own city. So I am, um, yeah, I'm available to help for, you know, in, in various ways. Many people do just so well with just reading the book. Sometimes people need a little specific um, pointing in the right direction, and I'm there for that. And again, I, as I mentioned, my YouTube channel has lots of, has lots of my guidance in going through the techniques um, at your own pace. And I have online programs, all, something for everybody. Oh, my gosh. So wonderful. Great resources, Amy. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much. It was a delight. That is Amy Bisher. Her new book is How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can. And you can find out more about Amy and her work, her online sessions, all that good stuff is waiting for you at amybshare.com. That's A-M-Y-B-S-C-H-E-R.com. And of course, you're always welcome at karenhager.com. That's a wonderful place to find out what new classes and events are happening. You can also book a private session with me there if you are so inclined. Like Amy, I do all my work over the phone or over Skype or Zoom, depending on what's best for you, where you are in the world. For me, that's because I pick up energy from the energy of the voice. And there is a healing transmission. It's part of why I do radio. There's a healing transmission in the voice. If that resonates with you, KarenHager.com is a great place for more information. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.